you for tuning in to this power-packed podcast by David Oyelowo. Are you ready to take giant strides in your walk to success? Do you think you can achieve more within a shorter period? Well then, you're in the right place. This is Success Catalyst. We bring you word-based principles and practical wisdom needed to supercharge your growth and accelerate your success than you ever thought possible. If this is your first time joining us, kindly subscribe and hit the notification bell to receive updates when a new video is uploaded. Today on Success Catalyst, it's time to accelerate. Welcome to the Success Catalyst Podcast. I am David Oyele. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. God bless you. The flower fades, the grass withers, but the word of the Lord remains forever. I'm always excited to have this opportunity every week to share God's word and God's wisdom with you. We know that the word of God is the power of God, is the wisdom of God. And I believe today's podcast is going to bring tremendous blessing to your life as usual now if you're listening to me for the first time probably just stumble on my channel for the first time i want you to hit the subscribe button on the channel and turn on your notifications so that you can receive updates when a new content is uploaded so today i would like to share something very important yet simple with you today it's what i have titled the power of imagination the power of imagination i'm very sure when you heard that uh, it's not something so special it's not something so sophisticated it's something that you believe in everybody knows that that child is the imagination and everything that motivation idea but no as you already know that this podcast is a spiritual podcast a christian podcast and this is not a motivational podcast uh, I'm not saying that uh, motivation is not good but this is not the intention of this podcast i created this podcast because i believe that there is a god-given way that god will want to children to succeed and i believe that we can succeed faster and when we succeed faster i think it brings uh, glory it brings glory to god and we can achieve more for the kingdom of god so this podcast is not about our selfish kind of success we've been trying to redefine and to uh to make people understand the true meaning of success of living a successful life because we believe that god is the author of true success so Today, we want to talk about the power of imagination. How does it relate to success? How does it relate to success? And I want you to know this, that imagination is the key to everything. Imagination is the key to everything. Um, in um, Too often believers pray for healing, pray for this, to pray for that, but uh, they never experience it. You know, many times we pray for prosperity, we pray for success, we pray just for everything. But we never receive it. See, there is a reason why we are always having one challenge or the other. And I believe that one of the reasons is because we have not learned how to put the power of our mind to work. How to use our imagination to create prosperity. How to use our mind to create wealth. How to use our mind to create peace. See, God has given us the ability to create whatever we want. Now, many people are not healed. Not because they don't they don't necessarily have belief in God. They are not healed because they can't see themselves healed. Many people are not prosperous today because they can't see themselves prosperous. Many people are not blessed today because they can't see themselves blessed. Many people are not uh, whole today because they can't see themselves hurt. Oh, and now we are, I'm talking about seeing yourself and, and that's exactly, I'm talking about imagination. Many people are not victorious today because they can't see themselves victorious. They can't picture it. They can't picture it. And today we're going to talk about how we can unlock the power of imagination and how we can put it toward, you know, giving you a better hope for the future. Because 
without this power of imagination, I believe that you can fulfill God's purpose for your life. You can fulfill God's plan for your life. Circumstance will always divert you, distract you, and you know. But with learning how to put your mind to work, the power of your mind to work, you won't be able to lose for for you know. You won't be able to lose anything. So don't estimate the power of imagination. Don't estimate the power of imagination. And uh, it's so important because the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. It said, Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Glory to God. The things which are not seen are eternal. That's 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. The Bible tells us that the things which are tangible, the things which are physical highs, can capture, can seal, are temporal. They are subject to change. But the Bible tells us that the things which are not seen are eternal. So which means that the things which are not seen, the things which we cannot see with our physical eyes are the things which are actually eternal. They are the things that will last. They are the things that even create the things we can... Uh, that we can see. So the, the 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 scripture that we just read is showing us uh a powerful principle of faith, a powerful principle of faith. Now, this is very important because one thing I wanted to learn or take from today's podcast is that you cannot acquire what you desire if you have not learned how to visualize what you desire. Many people have desire, but they have not learned how to turn into pictures in their mind. A lot of people do not know how to turn those thoughts into pictures. Thoughts are seed. They are creative. They have creative power. But until you learn to visualize it, to focus that thought, to turn it into pictures, you will not be able you will not be able to get what you want in life because this is so important because you can possess what you cannot see. In Genesis chapter is it 15 verse 13, now God told Abraham to you know to look. Let, let, let's quickly look at that. I think it's uh, Genesis. Genesis uh, yes, chapter, uh, chapter 13 verse 15. Say, I'm giving you all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendant as a permanent possession. You know, the Bible says, as far as you can see. So the, the blessing was not dependent on the power of God because there is always the flow of God's power. God doesn't have power issues. God doesn't have any problem blessing us. The only issue with us is that will you be able to, can you conceive it? He said, as far as you can see. So whatever Adam cannot see, he cannot seize. That's very important. So any change that we are that we expected that like that we expect in life needs to take place in our spirit, in our spirit. You know what you haven't seen yet on the inside is not going to manifest outwardly. What you have not seen on the inside is not going to manifest outwardly. So a lot of people just pray blindly. They have not learned how to focus their thoughts. You know we just pray. We just pray. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter three verse twenty. One of my favorite advice on this uh, verse on this subject is say. And now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Another version says all we can ask or imagine. God is able to surpass our imagination, but not without high imagination. That's very, very important. Uh, look at that scripture in Genesis chapter 15, verse 5 to 6. The Bible tells us about Abraham how to see the vision that God was given to him of becoming the father of many nations. 
And God brought him Abraham forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to normal them. And he said unto them, So shall the seed be. You see, that that's talking about Abraham. Was able to picture was God was God was trying to help his imagination because if those if those thoughts are not conceptualized are not visualized on the inside, whatever God has promised you is not going to come to pass. So as Joshua also there, there is also another scripture about Joshua in Joshua chapter six verse two. The Bible tells us that God told Joshua that He has given him the land. Now, as Joshua planned to attack Jericho, the Lord said to him, See, see, I have given unto you the land of Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of Valor. Look at it. He says, See, imagine, visualize, conceptualize. I have given you unto, unto you the, 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 the hand of Jericho. In other words, I have given you victory. I want you to see that victory on the inside. That's powerful. So, Jacob... You know, when he was cheated by his uncle Laban, used his imaginative power to get plain colored lamps. This is very important how it is for us to have imagination. Because the extent of your vision, the extent of your imagination is going to determine the boundary of your blessing. So your imagination is your creative ability. And we should know that what distinguishes man from animal or all the creations that God made is the power of the mind. The power of imagination. What brings us actually into the same class with God is because we can use our imagination, we can use our mind to create whatever we want, be it healing, be it prosperity, be it success, be it growth, be it whatever thing, creative miracles, we can use our mind to create. So your imagination is how you think, how you meditate, how you remember things, how you understand. So you really cannot do anything without your imagination it's such you know our, our imagination is so you know i wrote a book on the mind i wrote a book on the mind and i need to i need to let you know that the the, the, the power of the mind is is, is, is tremendous it's, it's mind-blowing there are a lot of resources in our dominant in our human spirit that we will not be able to tap into them until we have a change of mind until we renew our mind until we learn how to put the power of mind to work so the mind is such a powerful instrument amongst members amongst the members of the human body such that the bible even says in proverbs 20 uh, proverbs you know that for as a man thinks in his heart so is he so our mind is the force you know our mind our mind is the i wanted to say our mind possess the force it doesn't possess it it's the first it's the force and energy that can create or destroy that can increase or decrease it's the thing that creates the future of our desire for ourselves so we need to understand that so our mind is so important our mind is so important and if we don't learn how to use this that's part of the mind which is our imagination we will always live frustrated a lot because a lot of people are asking god for a blessing while they hold on to an imagination of poverty now let's quickly look at something um let's quickly look at something in the uh, in the book of genesis in the book of genesis chapter one verse one uh, you know i have said that you know our mind is our imaginative ability, and that's talking about the imagination. Your imaginative power is your creative ability. You see, dogs cannot imagine. Angels don't imagine. Dogs can't get imagined. The only creation of God that can imagine is man. And that's the reason why we can create. Satan cannot create. Satan can only distort our imagination. And God has blessed us with a special gift of imaginative power. Now, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And he goes on to say, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. 
And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So we can best describe the condition of Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 as a mess, as a snake pit, a chaotic uh, you know, condition. So the word was in a, the word was a mess. I was in a mess. And God had to do something. Now, emphasis, we always talk about the fact that God spoke. God spoke, yes. It's words that actually changes the circumstance of a thing. It's words that changes things, that changes circumstances. But <clears throat> we need to understand that before God spoke, what was he doing? Do you just speak out of vacuum? You know, one of the reasons why words don't have power for some people or why people are not benefiting from the power of words is because they've not learned how to focus their thoughts. They have not learned how to annex their thoughts. They have not learned how to focus their imagination. Now, the Bible says that the heart was without form in verse, uh, and, uh, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. The Bible said, The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So before God said, The Spirit of God moved upon the surface of the water. Before God spoke, The Spirit of God moved upon the surface of the water. Now, when we check the Hebrew word here, translated move is actually the word rakav. It is R-A-C-H-A-P. I don't know exactly how it's pronounced. It actually means to flutter. It means to brood. The word brood here doesn't mean, you know, when you are having a problem with someone or you're brooding over an offense. No, it actually means the word to imagine. It means to conceive an idea. It means to it means to birth something. So we see that the spirit of God was moving upon the face of the water. God was actually brooding. God was actually conceiving something. That's powerful. So it was it was incubating the beauty of the world that he has seen. It was incubating light. It was incubating the trees. It was incubating Adam. It was incubating all the creatures that he wanted to create. So he desired that they heard the beautiful. There is power in our desire, but this desire will lack power until we learn to focus that thought. That's one of the problems of many people today. They have not learned how to focus their thought. They have not learned how to focus their mind. That, that, that's so very, very powerful. That's very, very, very powerful. So we can see here that before God spoke, God had an imagination. God had an imagination. Glory to Jesus. So when God wanted to bless Abraham, he needed Abraham's imagination. Abraham not having any children, still living by the saints, could not even imagine that his seed would be as innumerable as the dust of the earth. So we are still talking about imagination. And we need to understand how powerful it is for us to have a very, very good imagination. I have said that you cannot picture what you have not uh, what you have not captured. We need to learn how to visualize our desires so that we can so that we can benefit from it. Imagination is also very, very, very important. I, I, I want us to uh, look at the scripture in uh, Proverbs four verse twenty three. It's a popular scripture again. It says. Uh, it says, it says, keep the heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Glory to God. See, some people define thoughts as imaginations. Thoughts are not necessarily imaginations. Thoughts are more than imagination. You see, imaginations are, I believe, are thoughts that have been focused, that have been, that have been uh, visualized. For instance, uh, let, 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 let's do let's 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 try to do something now. Let's try to let's try to do uh, I think an experiment or something so that I can I can uh, I can explain this to you that that that, that, that thoughts are not necessarily imaginations, but uh, until we visualize them, until we focus them. Now, an example of this is that if I said 
mango. You wouldn't see the letters M-A-N-G-O. You would see a mango. Now, you may picture probably a green mango. I don't know if it exists. A yellow mango, a ripe mango. But you would not necessarily see the letters. As I said, the mango, what came to your mind is an imagination, a picture, a picture of a, of a mango. So the more words I use to describe the mango, the clearer the picture will become in your mind. Now, if I say a ripe mango, you know that I'm talking about a ripe mango, and immediately the picture of a red mango actually, or a ripe mango rather, actually comes into your mind. So whether you know this or not, you can think of something you can picture. <laughs> you get my point now. So you can think on something you can picture. You need to be able to picture something to truly comprehend it. So that's how imagination works. That's how imagination works. So we need to understand that. Now, a lot of Christians will reject this idea of imagination because it's like a motivational idea. Because they nearly always relegate it to something that is not necessary or something that is childish. But your imagination, or how our imagination, is the ability that we all have to see with our heart what we can see with our eyes. And we use this every day. We use it every day. You see, you could not get to your home without your imagination. It's because in your mind, you picture your house and you know how to get there. That's the reason why you can get to your home. That, 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 that's the reason why you could get to your heart. Now, in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, the Bible says, Thou will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted with thee. You see, the word mind here is translated imagination. For the times in the Old Testament. So you could quote it this way. Thou will keep, uh, the Lord will keep you in perfect peace. <laughs> Glory to God. When your imagination is stayed on him. That's in Isaiah 26. When your imagination is stayed on him. You see, we've not really learned, we've not really learned how to do this. He said, thou will keep in perfect peace whose mind, that word mind there is actually the word imagination. Whose imagination is stayed on him. Glory to God. So that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's so powerful. Our imagination is so powerful. And I believe the devil is after our imagination. You see, her imagination as real as a hammer. Cheese or salt or anything else we can pick. It is incredibly powerful. And sometimes we just forget how much our thoughts control our life. You see, if we if we if we if we allow it, it's gonna enslave us. See, God wants us not to trust in the philosophies of men, especially when they when they contradict his word. You know, the Bible even talks about spiritual warfare in Second Corinthians chapter 10 especially verse 5. The Bible says that, uh, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. And many times people think that those strongholds are talking about witches, talking about demons, are talking about the devil. No, the Bible says that the strongholds are in verse 5. Casting down imaginations. Glory to God. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Look at that. He says those spiritual warfare is actually to cast down evil imaginations. Is this what we've been taught? That's spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Casting down evil imaginations and bringing every thought. And bringing every thought. And bringing into captivity every thought. Taking those evil thoughts captive. Because thought will become imagination. Thought will become imagination. Imagination is, uh, you know, when you when you visualize a thought. When you visualize a thought, so he says, spiritual warfare. I say, our weapons 
our our weapons are not carnal, but they are they are, they are effective. They are mighty through the pulling down of stronghold, and it tells us that that strong, stronghold is a, 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 a evil imaginations, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. Glory to God, to the obedience of Christ. So perhaps you've imagined yourself, you know, with a new car, a bigger house. A better church, better family, whatever we want out of life, start with imagination in our in our mind. Nothing that exists on earth hasn't been created first in someone's imagination before it manifested. You see, imagination is the foundation of creation, is the foundation of manifestation. There is nothing that we've been able to create or what we've been able to do that we have not conceived in our minds. Does it? does it so this is this is this is this is very 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 important so we are in the age of spiritual warfare and the battle between the good and evil is for control of our minds that's why the bible tells us not to be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god and our imagination is our mighty weapon of warfare hallelujah it's a, it's, it's a weapon in warfare glory to god so we need to learn how to focus our thoughts we need to know how to focus our thoughts. You know, we're saying the other time that thoughts are more than imaginations. Imaginations are pictures or images of the mind that interprets your thoughts. Thoughts are powerful. You see, they can de they determine what we become. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7, that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So you are the character of your thought. You are the character of your thought. Now, we will not be able to affect our imagination until we learn how to focus our mind on God's word. Because it is the word of God that can give us a good imagination. Imagination of victory, imagination of healing, imagination of success, imagination of dominion, you know, with visions of limitless possibilities. So and this is so important for us to note that when our thoughts are consistent with the with the word of God, our life will be a reflection of God's glory, a reflection of God's blessing. Hallelujah. That's exactly what the Bible was telling. Uh, God was telling Joshua rather in Joshua, Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 to 2. It's a sea. See, you see, God has given him the word and he says that I want to build your imagination on this. It's a see, imagine, I have given unto thy land, Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of Valor. So it is your responsibility to begin to paint that picture in your mind. The reason why the other children of Israel could not walk in to the blessing of God was because in their imagination, they could not even picture it. So how was he supposed to see the victory ahead of the battle? It was with the power of his imagination that was going to do that. His mind, his thought and imagination. So now let's take for instance, you are sick today. Beyond confessions, beyond prayer, beyond this, your, your, your belief in God, you must learn how to conceive. You must learn how to conceptualize that healing. You have to see yourself here, painting that picture in your heart, painting that picture in your mind. That's a lot of people are sick today because they've not learned how to use their imagination. So you have to discipline your mind. You have to determine the thoughts that you are going to accept, the kind of things that you are they're going to permit to grow, the kind of imagination you're permit to grow. Now, let's look at Genesis uh, chapter 11. Yeah, let's, let's look at some couple of scriptures that could help us, you know, understand this subject. You know, in Genesis chapter 11, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us about uh, um, some set of guys. Let me quickly read. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and said to them, 
They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire in this region. Bricks were used instead of stone and tower was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do would be impossible for them. If you read the same uh, scripture in the Amplified Version, it said, they say, nothing shall be restrained from them. What they have imagined to do. So which means that you can choose your destiny. Nothing shall be restrained from you what you have imagined to do. If you can use your imagination to picture your healing, nothing shall be restrained from you what you have imagined to do. And the Bible, even this verse is using imagination as almost the same as action. In the NLT, he says that nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. So the power to do really comes from imagination. The power to do comes from imagination. So nothing shall be restrained from you when you have imagined yourself to be wealthy or you imagine yourself to be prosperous. Nothing, nothing shall be restrained from you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now the Bible tells us that uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And the Bible tells us in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Now many people, you know, give too much preference, you know, talking about faith, talking about love, you know, but we don't talk about hope, we don't talk about imagination, because hope is just like imagination, because that's not exactly what scripture says, the Bible tells us that faith is the subtext of things hopeful, that it means that faith has no basis, has no foundation without hope, faith has no foundation without an imagination, without, you know, without uh, imagination, because it's an imagination that, uh, it's imagination that we used to create. There is no creation without conception. And how do we conceive things? Through our imagination. It is fate that translates our conception into creation. But you can create what you have not conceived. And that's why Bible says faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Don't forget where we're coming from when we read 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. That the things which are seen are temporal, subject to change, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Now this is very, very important. You see. The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 24 to 25, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. You know, when the Bible talks about hope, especially Bible hope, Bible is not talking about you wishing that something is going to happen someday. No, Bible hope is this confident expectation that something is going to happen. And it begins with imagination. Bible hope is a confident expectation that something is going to happen. So we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that which seen on, then do we with patience wait for it? So Paul is saying here that something that is not Paul is saying that hope is for something that is not seen or something that is not present. So once it becomes present, there is no longer reason to hope for it. If you have a car, you can be hoping that you have a car. You have a car. So hope means you are looking at something that you cannot see. That's what hope is. So you might be thinking, well, if you can't see it, how are you looking at it? You can only see it with the eyes of your heart. And this is exactly what I believe imagination is. Hallelujah. So don't forget what I said in Isaiah 26 verse, when I quoted it from Isaiah 26 verse 3, that you will keep in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. And I told you that the word mind here is translated imagination four times in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. So we're thinking pictures. Look at Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. The Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the herd, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was wholly evil continually. This is talking about deep thinking. 
not just surface thinking. And God deals with us on our heart level. That's why as a man thinking his heart, so is he. So the reason why I'm spending so much time here discussing this is because a lot of people don't think their imagination is that big of the, especially Christians. But the Lord dealt with people based on their imagination. That in Genesis chapter 11 verse 6, he even said that nothing shall be restrained from them what they have imagined to do. Hallelujah. So hope is your imagination. So we can say that faith is the substance of things imagined. <laughs> Hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things imagined. It's the substance of things hopeful. Because I have said that you only you only need hope when something does not exist. Hallelujah. So you only need hope for that. So once it becomes present, there is no reason to hope for it. So Hope means you are looking at something that you cannot see with your physical eyes. So it's exactly the same as imagination. It means that you are looking at something that you cannot see. So if you are sick, for instance, you are seeing healing, but you can't see healing. Praise the Lord. So when the Bible talks about hope, it's not talking about just that you wish that something will happen. It's not talking about the worldly kind of hope. I know one day I'm going to get here. I know one day I'm going to become wealthy. I know one day things are going to get better for me. No, hope is that confident imagination which is back up by the word of God. Because the word of God is going to introduce thoughts. So it's going to become thoughts that we can think on. And when we learn to focus those thoughts, they can become imagination. Imaginations is simply focused thought. A thought that we have had so long in our minds that it so become a stronghold and it can become a positive stronghold. It would take a very powerful force to bring it down. And that's why the Bible talks about this is what spiritual warfare, casting down imaginations. So imagination is a big deal. So it's more than I, I wish this could happen to me. No, hope is your imagination. So every time the Bible talks about imagination in a positive way, it's using hope most of the time. So when Paul talked about hope, he was talking about sin with the highs of our heart. So don't let your imagination control your life. Because it's going to make you poor. It's going to make you sick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is it. So if your life is not going in the direction that you want it, if your life is not going well, if things are immersed, it's because you have conceived it to your imagination. Your imagination is like a soil. Soil doesn't care what kind of seed your planting is. The moment it's planted, the moment it's planted, the soil starts producing. It's the same thing with your heart and your imagination so your imagination is going to conceive something that's where you conceive and whatever cannot be conceived cannot be achieved and automatically when you conceive something you will start making it come to pass whether it's positive or negative so your imagination is your spiritual womb that you use to conceive ideas that's a big word that's a big word so i'm challenging you today i'm challenging you today to start taking your imagination serious. Okay, there's a scripture I wanted to quote before we go. Uh, let's look at the scripture in um, Mark chapter 5, verse 5, verse, Mark chapter 5, verse 29. Mark chapter 5, verse 29. Now look at what this woman said. This is the woman with the issue of blood. She says something. The Bible tells us that she said within herself in verse uh, 29. Uh, let's start from verse uh, 21. He said, for she said within herself, if I may touch his garment, I shall be made whole. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come to his house. Look at that. The Bible says that she said within herself, that's imagination. If I can touch just the hem of his garment, I will be healed. So, our imagination gave direction to the power of God. 
So at that point, if Jesus had laid eggs on that woman, she would not be healed because she already gave direction, focus to the power of God. So when she touched the hem of his garment, virtue, power came out of Jesus. So she placed the demand on the power of God through her imagination. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. This was said by a broken woman who was looking for healing. She wasn't just crying about it. She wasn't just praying about it. She was conceiving it in her imagination. Bleeding for 12 solid years, she was considered an outcast. Now, the scripture now tells us that immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. She said within herself, that's imagination. She said, within herself, if I can touch the aim of his garment, I will be whole. And immediately, the bleeding stopped. Look at it. In the NLT version, she said that uh, in 28, for she thought to herself, she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of a terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? <laughs> Glory to God. So there were two touch. There was a touch in our imagination and a physical touch which he demonstrated. So it was faith that translates that she had already conceived into outward manifestation. So that's what exactly the Bible saying. That faith is the substance of things hoped for. And if the Bible tells us that it just shall live by faith, then our faith needs to be attached to something. Our faith is attached to imagination. You don't need faith for what you can see. You only need faith for what you can see. And you can't see what you can't see, except by imagination, except by seeing with the eyes of your heart. So I believe that you have been blessed by today's podcast. Please kindly subscribe and hit the notification button. Till we meet again, keep winning. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Success Catalyst. And we hope it was a blessing to you. Kindly tune in again, same time, next week. If you have any comments, testimonies, and want to partner with DOTM Global, visit us online at www.dotmglobal.com.ng or comment on our Instagram page at Success Catalyst TV. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. We also encourage you to practice as you learn. This podcast was made possible by friends and partners of David Wilmer Teaching Ministries. Keep winning.